Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Gwinnett Sports Podcast. I'm sports reporter Taylor Denman. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search Gwinnett Sports Podcast. Press the subscribe button, you'll get episode every week. We've got another basketball episode coming your way. First off, in uh, our first segment, I have a discussion with a good friend of mine, Colin Hubbard. He's the sports editor at the Rockdale Newton Citizen. He covers Newton and Rockdale County High Schools, a couple of teams in the mix in the girls and boys. Basketball, uh, as the um, month winds down, we start heading towards region tournament. We talk about a few scenarios there where we think teams might be seated coming that time. I'm also going to uh, play a little bit of my interview with Central Gwinnett girls basketball coach Shalisha Davis. Uh, I wrote a story about Central Gwinnett that's playing really well in Region 7, 7A. Uh, right now, kind of sitting at third place with the potential to, you know, earn an automatic playoff bid by the end of the month with some crucial games against Brookwood and Parkview coming up, but also a little potential to slide there, too, if uh, things don't go well over the next few weeks. So we talked a little bit about that. Finally, I end with a little segment of my interview with Brian and Bria Harmon of Collins Hill. That's a father-daughter uh, player, coach-player duo. Uh, the Eagles, one of our top girls teams, if not the top girls team in the county. Um, there's a couple teams up there that you can kind of debate, but definitely probably our best 7A team, uh, at least in terms of record and results so far. Definitely looking for them to make a long state tournament run, and I kind of play a little bit of my interview with them where we talk about what their expectations are here this season. You can read my story about Central Gwinnett basketball on GwinnettPrepSports.com and also uh, Collins Hill. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see that interview ran last, or that profile ran last week. A really interesting story about the dynamic between Brian and Bria Harmon, father-daughter coaching duo. Uh, obviously a lot of pressure on Bria there, but she seems to handle it pretty well. So without further ado, here's my interview, uh, or my conversation with Colin. And then after that, uh, interview with Central Gwinnett girls basketball coach Shalisha Davis and then Brian Bria Harmon of Collins Hill. Thanks. All right, thanks. Uh, we're back on the Gwinnett Sports Podcast. Uh, I am alongside Rockdale Newton Citizen Sports Editor Colin Hubbard. Uh, Colin, thanks for uh, hopping on the show with me. No problem, Taylor. Uh, I know we work close, close by, so always happy to join on whenever you want me. Yeah, we've been... Um, I guess we talked about this at MLS Cup, just like the, our, where our coverage kind of overlaps here. It's been a good time. We just had Grayson coming off a sweep against Newton. Um, as we're talking, it's Wednesday night, but that game uh, was on Tuesday night. And Region 8 really seems like at this point in the season, uh, you're kind of finding out which teams are in play. And uh, on, I guess we can kind of start with the girls' side, if that's uh, if that's good with you. It looks like... From the girls' perspective, uh, both Rockdale and Newton are in play as it stands currently. Grayson's undefeated in region. Archer uh, with one loss. Um, Archer and Grayson are going to play each other on Friday, so that's obviously a very crucial game for the two of them. And then we've got Rockdale at number three at four and two, and Newton at two and three at number four. Uh, could, can just uh, what are your thoughts on the Rock, Rockdale and Newton squads uh, from the girls' side this year? Um, we, we've definitely seen a big improvement in Rockdale. Um, I wasn't down here last year um, to really get a good feel for how much better Rockdale is than they were last year, but um, vastly improved. They didn't make the playoffs last year, and, and currently they're sitting there with the number three seed at four and two. Only two losses are to Grayson and Archer, and both were very close games that they easily could have won. Um, and probably should have won at least one of those two games. Um 
Newton, on the other hand, Newton made it all the way to the state championship last year. Um, they won the region championship out of region eight, um, made it all the way to the finals and just narrowly lost. Um, they, their problem this year is they have lost. They've just been decimated, not due to injury, but just losing a lot of seniors from last year that were big, intricate parts of their team. Um, they, they had two D1 players move on and are, are playing college basketball right now. So anytime that happens, you're always going to you know drop down a little bit, but They've, they've had their ups and downs this year, but they're still currently, you know, holding on to that number four seed right now. And I would think would have a pretty decent shot of making the playoffs with Shiloh and, and South Gwinnett being below them and, and not the strongest this year. So right now it's looking like the top four, I would say Grayson, Archer, Rockdale, and Newton will probably make the playoffs in, in no particular order. We'll have to kind of see how that shakes out from here. Yeah, well, some pretty critical games and do you think it's still in play uh just with the way rockdale i'm looking at newton's schedule right now still has it looks like with the exception of grayson who they played last night a game against against each team in the region coming in how far do you think newton might be able to move up here as uh, right before the region tournament <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking they're probably going to be locked into where they're already at, at with the number four seed um i know rockdale they will play shiloh Friday night, and they they handled Shiloh pretty well last time they met. Um, so I would assume Rockdale would at least get to five wins, and if they get to five wins, Newton, I don't think Newton will be able to catch them, especially with Rockdale already having a victory over them. And when you factor in head-to-head records, if that if there were to be some sort of tiebreaker, Rockdale probably gets that over Newton right now. So I'm thinking right now Newton is pretty much locked into that number four spot um, heading into the region tournament. But they do have another game against Rockdale at Rockdale, which is a big rival game for, for the teams down here. Um, Rockdale edged out Newton for the first time in like four or five years uh, just a couple weeks ago. And had only it was only like the second time Rockdale had beaten Newton in the past 15 meetings. And Newton was 13-2 and two before that, 13-1. and one. So it was a pretty big deal. So I would say right now, as, as far as Newton goes, they're probably locked in number four until we get to the region tournament. Gotcha. Um, were, did you, uh, by chance, watch the, um, were you at the Rockdale-Archer game? Uh, I guess that would have been probably last week. Yeah, I wasn't there personally. I had one of my riders there. Um, he uh, he said that they, that pretty much how the game played out, Rockdale was neck and neck with Archer the whole way. Um, Archer just, you know, basically just made a couple more shots than they did down the stretch. And I think one by four or five points. And that was at home. That was at Rockdale. So yeah. that was a game that I know Rockdale really wanted bad because they had entered that game 3-0 and in the region. Um, a win there gets them to 4-0 with a lot of momentum. They had just come off of beating number five ranked Pebblebrook in Class 7A the, that previous Saturday. So I know a lot of hype was going into that game. Coach uh, Sean, uh, Coach Turley is in his first year down here. So he's he's really he was really excited. I was talking to him after the Pebblebrook game. He had already started watching some film on Archer. So I know that they, those guys are pretty disappointed to lose to Archer, and then follow that up with a with a second straight loss in region play to Grayson last Friday. So last night they were able to handle business on the road at South Gwinnett, snap that two game skid to get to four and two. So. Um, expectations are still high with Rockdale. They're, they're, they're playing pretty well. 
they've been kind of up and down this season. They, they definitely have the talent, I think, to compete for a region title, and that's why I think they've been in a lot of close games with Grayson in the Grayson and Archer game, especially. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Rockdale were to beat either one of Grayson or Archer because they still play both of them um, in the final two regular season games of the year. So, it'd be very interesting to see if they can kind of get over that hump of being a Grayson and Archer type team, get maybe that first or number. You know, number two, number one seed go into the region tournament and lock themselves into the into the playoffs without having to worry about um, possibly losing out in the region tournament with with getting upset by one of the lower lower seeds. So it'll it'll be very interesting to see down the stretch if they can handle Newton again and then either steal one from Grayson or Archer. Yeah, this um, and just speaking in terms of Gwinnett teams, definitely one of the most contentious regions still. Where you look at a team at the top like Grayson, and at least from the girls' perspective, uh, you know, just kind of beating Rockdale by six points there, uh, and that was a home game for Grayson too, I believe. So uh, six point losses for Rockdale in both of the games against Archer and Grayson. So um, it, it still seems like uh, there's a there's a lot up for grabs there. Obviously, with the region tournament. Um, you know, anything can happen in one game. You have to feel like uh, that can give a team like uh, maybe a team like Rockdale a pretty favorable route, uh, possibly going through because we know there's uh, some uh, real world beater teams there. Um, trying to think of uh, the team that Region Eight's matched up against. Do you know? Do you remember off the top of your head which uh, what the playoff matchup is for? In yeah, state? I believe it's uh, Region Five, which would be that's the Forsyth region, right? Right, Forsyth region. Gotcha. Well, so any favorable matchup there would uh, would help out the uh, Rockdale or Rockdale or Newton. But let's shift to the boys' side, where um, it seems like, and you can kind of fill me in on on Newton. Uh, Grayson boys got a win over Newton last night. The Grayson boys are are one of our top top boy teams in Gwinnett County right now. Just uh, you know, really strong guards and Javon Tatum and uh, Devion Smith and um, they've been very consistent so far, but, uh, it seemed like if there was a team that was going to trip them up, it was going to be Newton. But, uh, what did you kind of, what was your feeling from, from that game last night? Yeah, that was a tough one. That ended up being Newton's first home loss in over a year, uh, which was pretty surprising to me. Um, just cause you, when you, when you see a team win so much, you don't, you don't really start to realize, wait a minute, that was the first time they lost in over a year on their home court. And it just so happened to be the last time they lost on their home court was to Grayson last year in the first of two meetings, I believe. It was like back in um, December of 2017. So it had been a while. And I know after Grayson had beat Newton at Grayson in overtime in the first meeting this year, I was at that game. Um, It was a back-and-forth effort. It was a game Duke really had in control for a good portion of it, let Grayson sneak their way back into it in the fourth quarter and ended up getting it in overtime and were able to pull pull away there at the very end. There was a couple couple ticky-tack calls that I know Duke wasn't wasn't too happy about. So heading into this second matchup, I know they they had it circled on their calendars, playing at home. Um, And with both teams, with Grayson being undefeated and Newton only having the one loss to Grayson, if Newton were to beat Grayson last night, that puts them tied, and you know then you'd have to go to a tiebreaker pretty much if, they, if both teams were to run the table to determine who's going to be that number one seed. Um, either way, they lose last night. They're still Newton still has the number two seed right now because they have a tiebreaker over Shiloh after beating Shiloh in the first meeting. 
So it, it definitely is looking like Grayson's going to enter the region tournament undefeated with the number one seed. Newton, I still think Newton will enter as the number two seed. I don't, I don't see them beat, losing to Shiloh or South Gwinnett, and I really think those are the only two teams that would even come close to doing that. Uh, I know the Shiloh game wasn't really close, and the South, the South game was somewhat close. But I do, I do think Newton will will come out on top of those. So it's looking like this this side of the of the region on the boys' side, it's starting to become a little bit more clear as we as we inch closer to the region tournament. With Grayson and Newton kind of being the the top two teams, and, and Shiloh and South being the the three and four teams, um, is that kind of how you're seeing it play out? Yeah, what's um, been sort of cool for me to see a Shiloh team that's um, you know kind of emerged with some guys. Uh, uh, Tenari Lane is one of those guys who I think um, has been a real warrior for for Shiloh uh, so far. Um, Archer's been a little bit of a su- surprise to me. I, I'm not going to lie, but I know from talking to um, Coach LeCurve in preseason that he said that they were super guard heavy. They were really small, so they were going to have to run the floor a lot. My guess is they definitely don't match up well against Grayson. Uh, in a game that I saw them play a couple weeks ago, they've got that game Friday night, and it's going to be—it's starting to be, uh, you know, really crucial, crucial game time for Archer if they don't want to be um, have to play in one of those region playing games. But um, yeah, it seems like I've, I've been pretty impressed with, in the games that I've seen uh, Shiloh so so far. Um, Shiloh actually beat um, beat Burkmar at Burkmar. That's a team that's been pretty good this year um so yeah i've seen some impressive wins from shiloh um i don't know what you saw uh in your games that how you think that they stack up against newton those are that's a team i haven't actually seen yet but uh i wouldn't be surprised if that team could maybe work its way into uh working its way in the, the two spot but uh unless archer can pull off something crazy i think you see south Gwinnett probably locked into that four spot right yeah against um the Newton just played Shiloh on the 8th of January and beat them 63 to 54. Um, it was a game where I think I think Newton had had control pretty much the entire way. They were able to take away Tenari Lane, I believe, in that one. That's yeah. something that that the coaching staff over at Newton, uh, head coach Rick Rasmussen, who just won his 300th career game uh, over the weekend. He's just one of the best in the business in making adjustments the second time around of facing somebody or, or learning little little things here and there. So Shiloh, I did see Shiloh play against Rockdale, and I, I definitely can see what you're saying there. They, they look like they're very much improved this year. They have a lot of length. So I, 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 they're definitely a playoff-worthy team out of this region, and I think whoever they get matched up with, I know that that same Region 5 with the Forsyth schools, is not the strongest region this year. You have two teams um, that are atop there. I believe Lambert is undefeated and Dilton's at four and one. Every other team in that region has a losing record in the region and also a losing record overall on their season. So it doesn't seem like it, it, this this region is very strong. And their top team, Lambert, who's five and zero, oh, Newton beat them head to head in a tournament earlier this year. So. I definitely feel like this region got a, a very good first-round matchup with Region 5, not taking anything away from, from the schools over there. I just feel like with the caliber of, of talent over here with the Graysons and the Archers and the South Gwinnett's, I don't, I don't care who, who makes it in the playoffs out of the top four spots. I feel like all four of them will have a, a pretty good shot of, of advancing to the second round. 
Yeah, it could be uh, could be pretty interesting there um, as far as the first round matchup, and then you've got the potential for some uh, Gwinnett on Gwinnett matchups in in round two, where uh, region six and seven are totally made up of Gwinnett teams. Um, from the girls' perspective, it looks like uh, the team that you do not want to be the team that has to match up with uh, Collins Hill uh, from from region six. That team looks uh, pretty dominant, which would ironically be. Um, the, the three team from, from Region 8 would potentially match up with them. Uh, other than that, Region 6 sort of gets depleted. You probably don't want to match up with Norcross, uh, number one in Region 7, um, which uh, trying just kind of eyeballing the, uh, the bracket here. It looks like the number two team from Region 8, if they win that round one game, would match up against Norcross in round two. Uh, and that probably goes both ways for, for girls and boys there because uh, both those Norcross teams pretty tough. But it could be uh, Meadow Creek coming out of that region on the boys' side as well. But um, any last thoughts on Region 8 here as we kind of enter the home stretch? Uh, like I said, with the region tournaments determining the seeding, it's hard to take, uh, I guess, make make predictions of where they finish. But maybe we can try to predict who, who makes the longest playoff run here uh, from the boys' and girls' side out of this region. Sure. Yeah. Start, I guess starting with the girls. Um, yeah, you're gonna run into a really good team in that second round if you if you were to get out of the first round of the playoffs, no doubt about it. But you know, before that even happens, you have to handle your business in the region tournament. So, with with how the girls are shaping up, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it if it kind of stays how it is with Grayson, Archer, Rockdale, and Newton kind of being one, two, three, four in that. The only thing I might switch would be. Um, Archer and Rockdale. I might put Grayson, Rockdale, Archer, and Newton in that order. But I don't. I don't see a whole lot of movement just with the with the caliber of teams and how everybody's playing. I feel like the the top three teams are are pretty even. But with Rockdale already having two losses, it's going to be tough to jump two spots unless they were to reach it all the way to the the region finals in the tournament and, and beat that team. So I, I feel like I feel like it's just going to stay exactly how it is. One, two, three, four. Grayson, Archer, Rockdale, Newton. With the boys, I'm I'm willing to bet it's going to be the exact same with that with how that is too. I know Shiloh and South are, are seem to be pretty evenly matched. I don't know how they they faced head to head so far this year, but I, I definitely feel like Grayson's the favorite. They've beaten Newton twice now. They're the number two team in the in the state according to Kyle Sandy's um, predictions. So. I feel like Grayson and Newton in that in that order will probably enter the playoffs, and you can kind of figure out who's going to be the three and four seed with Shiloh and South. Um, you know, what, what do you? How do you feel like it's going to shake out? Yeah, I just uh, I can't I can't quit this uh, Grayson boys team um, and coached by uh, Jeffrey Pierce. He's he's got them uh, going pretty hard, and they've got the kind of length that I think other teams really uh, really have a hard time matching up with. Um, as far as uh, the Grayson girls, I mean, uh, I saw them uh, their best players foul out of a game against Archer that Archer really battled back and went into overtime. Uh, you know, we'll see them play again on Friday. I think Archer probably thinks that they should have won that game, but I was really impressed by a lot of their young players who had to step in uh, in overtime when uh, Jasmine Robinson fouled out there and. Um, that that kind of impressed me too. So I think when you have depth, that that really helps in the playoffs because you'll get the, in those adverse games where 
maybe you're going against, you know, you're on the road and you got to play, uh, you know, play against some other region's referees or some other county's referees or something like that. And you face a little bit of adversity. So to me, I see Grayson going the farthest in this one. Um, but like I said, there's just the way region tournaments shake out. You never know who's, you know, might sneak in and get that, uh, get that two seed, get a, get a home game at first. And that can set them up for the long haul there. So, um, it'll be interesting to see as we uh, kind of approach region tournament time, but, uh, thanks for Colin Hubbard again for coming on. Colin, where can they, uh, they can obviously see your byline at Rockdale, uh, Newton Citizen and, uh, what, what channels can they follow you on social media here? Uh, they can follow me at Colin Hubbard 22 or at our newspaper sports site at RNC underscore sports is where you can find uh, all the work that we're doing out here in Rockdale Newton. Appreciate it. As always, we'll have to have you back on. I'm sure we're going to get some uh, cool playoff matchups here across county here. For sure, man. We'll, we'll, we'll need to touch base back when the region tournament gets kicked off and, and how that shakes out. For sure. Thanks. Two more wins, and that would match the most wins that you've had at Central Florida so far, right? It matches my uh, my first year here we were. Right. Yeah. Um, do you remember the last time before that, how many wins Central had? Um, prior to me taking over, they were 4-22. and 22. Yeah. Before that, when uh, Tipton, Coach Tipton was the coach, that's been about four years ago, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, because um, Alex Frazier, who's now senior at East Carolina, the last time they made it, I do believe, to the Sweet 16 was when her senior year. Okay. So it's been a while. I think it's been about four years since we've they've gotten to that mm-hmm. mark. Well, it seems like just pretty well-rounded team this year. What do you think? Um, just some experienced players coming back. Uh, what's contributing to that? Um, experienced players coming back. They have bought into my system on how I want things done. Um, they're playing for each other, mm-hmm. and they refuse to lose. These girls know they can they can compete. And it's it's like a, it's a different attitude. Um, I said in media day, uh, these young ladies have been playing with each other since they were little girls, AAU and little leagues like that. And I'm just blessed to have them now mm-hmm. as seniors. So the chemistry was already there. Um, I already had Armani, um, Amaya, and Stephanie. Uh, Dr. was a transfer over. So um, there was all the pieces to the puzzle right there. Um, you say your system. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to change when I first got here. I had to I had to change their mindset because coming from a four and twenty-two, they were used. They lost twenty-two games, so they in their mind they were used to losing. Mm-hmm. And the first, matter of fact, the first thing I did, like it was the first T-shirt I got from this is new attitude. Mm-hmm. So I had to change their attitudes mm-hmm. um, from a losing attitude to a winning attitude. Um, I actually had the same team that uh, was there prior to me coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just about changing their attitude, their mindset on how we were going to approach this season. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got the 15-14 record. Um, 5.30 practices once, twice a week. Um, I try to give it the college feel as much as possible because most of my girls want to play college basketball. And that's a part of it, their early morning practice and workout. So... I just had to switch up everything. Um, I am a disciplinarian. I'm on 
in the building, outside the building. So it was just, just I guess me being strict, mm -hmm. more strict than what I guess they were used to. Mm -hmm. um, but they bought in because they wanted, they wanted, that first year's team wanted to prove a point that they were better than the previous record. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of momentum and on their shoulders, like I'm, we're better than this 422 we posted. So for them, it was about proving that we were better than we did. I'll just kind of leave it open to both of you guys. What do you feel like this team can accomplish this year? Obviously, a really great start for you guys, but uh, your ultimate goals are still ahead of you, I'm sure. Definitely a region championship, a state championship. Mm -hmm. what are you, I mean, you guys had sort of similar success last year, too. What did you take away from that season now that you can kind of carry over? Uh, the, the same thing. It just it boils down to leadership, man. Mm -hmm. It always boils down to leadership and being able to play in adverse moments, like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're down, not letting that rattle you, uh, playing through it, and then coming up with the right plays that it takes to overcome those situations. Um, you know, it, I think we've had, you know, several opportunities to get to that last game. I think it's just a matter of, you know, how good we are together when things get tough. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the character of this group is, uh, has seen four years of that. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, or you're going into their fourth year of that, so. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have a vision of trying to do something. The vision has to mature. You know, so that's kind of what we're looking at now.